Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Wallace Lynch. He's the CEO of WeMate Corporation and founder of Alpha Ecosystem. Uh, he's a serial entrepreneur, professor, economist, and advocate of digital democracy. Uh, in 2018, uh, he, the, he actually did a declaration of di Digitsyn, which we're going to go into in relation to um, Alpha Browser and Alpha uh, Token Foundation. It's very, very interesting stuff related to cryptocurrency. Uh, and he's also invited, invited to uh, the Washington Post to comment on the importance of privacy. We know how much uh, privacy and data is uh, important right now more than ever. So really excited to have this podcast. Wallace, how are you doing tonight? Great. Thank you, Tom, for the invitation. We are doing a podcast at 9 p.m., which is phenomenal because like, obviously we're very, very busy people, so I'm glad we can make this happen. Um, so we have a lot of things to talk about. I think the things that you're doing are, are inc incredibly important, like I said, and, uh, and I want to kind of dive into that for everyone. Uh, but first, you know, Wallace, where are you originally uh, from? Originally, I was from China, mainland China. So I finished my college there and worked a little bit, and then I moved to uh, New York. That began my career in the U.S. So that's very interesting, you know, because, uh, you know, I think in China, we know that just with all the information that's being, you know, uh, released about how China is very, very in control of all the data and their citizens. And it's just, you know, it's not exactly the most free country, right? You know I mean? If we, everyone thinks that right now China is trying to take over the United States and they're interfering with the election and they have their hands and everything. Um, so was there kind of that when you were over there, was it, did you feel as if you, your freedoms and your democracy was, was at, you know, at, at risk and that's, that's when you wanted, why you wanted to get out? Definitely. A lot of things are at stake and we are actually in a very important pivotal time of our history that if something that we are not taking action right now, then probably we won't have democracy anymore. And yeah. as I mentioned that I, I grew up in China, that was definitely not the most democratic country. And there are a lot of things that uh, people here in the United States um, haven't experienced, but I can smell it from thousands of miles away. Right. So I pick up a lot of sense that I, um, I, I feel it is not right, especially after 30 years of the development of internet, that we actually have been in a world that is irreversibly changed by the globalization and digitalization. And that change has been gradual, but it's been accelerating. Yeah, exponential. Yes. Yeah, recently, you know. And that kind of irreversible change actually is adding a new dimension, which is the digital dimension to our three-dimensional world. 
So that's a fundamentally different world that comparing to those non-digital um, generations. We are the generation of uh, digital migrants and the younger generations, they are actually digital natives. <laughs> digital. They, 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 yeah, they, they haven't experienced that the world that without Yeah, my internet. son, you know, he's in school and mm-hmm. elementary school and he's, you know, he's got an iPad you know, at, in, in, you know, first grade. And, uh, that wasn't the case when we grew up. Right. So, I mean, they're being brought up in it, uh, in a way different way than, than we were. So yeah, it's definitely like that. Um, so, so you might, so essentially you, 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 you transitioned out of China, you know, came to New York and then did you work with some, or did you work some firms over there and kind of get your foot in the door? Or what, what did you do once you got to the U S I was a journalist when I was in China. And then when I came to the States, I continued my journalism work. At that time, it is called mass media. Probably younger generation don't even heard of that. And then I went to graduate school at Columbia University. I got my PhD there. And then I worked for consulting firms as well as um, some um, uh, human capital um, executive training programs over there. Then I uh, moved to California, worked for the federal government, and became a professor uh, for the Defense Department. And then, yeah, I uh, moved into the high-tech industry, um, started my uh, IT business. Did you kind of have an exposure with like a startup, or what was your first kind of entrepreneurial um, exposure? Yeah, that was my first startup. It was a service trading platform. Uh, about 11 years ago. So at that time, e-commerce, it was not that uh, prevalent at that time. It was a a beginning era of e-commerce. So that was the time that I began my uh, IT trajectory. Very cool. And so did you do that solo? Did you have a couple of partners that kind of went on with it or? Yes, I did it with a few uh, co-founders. And then uh, gradually I realized that um, because I was from the media industry that yeah. I know the importance of the free media, the information flow that you acquire and receive and interact with the world with the right and discretional information. Mm-hmm. But with the digital network, which is the internet, the digital dimension introduced to our life and um, fast hanging on, on our life, that everything is changed. Yeah, radically. It's heavily, it's heavily, heavily uh, being manipulated by all kinds of men and unmen mechanism. Yeah, it's transitioned very, very quickly. So that was yes. many, many years ago. Did you eventually like the, um, sell the service trading platform or did you transition into it? Did it grow into something else or what happened? Yes, uh, I had a, a two pretty good exit. So um, WeWork is my... Um, we make is my third endeavor cool. and uh, since three years ago that we have been focusing on establishing an alternative internet which is based on a decentralized architect and structure that um, this is the idea that we would like to have an internet that it is uh, indestructible uninterruptible mm-hmm. and temper free yeah and everyone should be able to manage, access, and trade our own digital assets, which we are not able to do so now. Yeah, no, I mean, every time you're going online, right? I mean, if I even talk about something, 
you know, um, that I want to buy, I start seeing ads. Like I've been recently looking into, you know, doing a lot more VR and AR research. I mean, uh, you know, our listeners can, can know that about me, uh, you know, it could be and, very, uh, very fascinating, but it could at the same time be very dangerous. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, uh, how much time estimate that you spend online every day? I probably would say at least easy, like eight to 10 hours, probably. Mm -hmm. The average for United States is about nine hours. Yeah, it makes sense. On average. Mm -hmm. And um, you browse a lot of internet, you get access to a lot of content. But do you know uh, where are your browsing history? Where are your geolocation data located? And where are your health data located? Do you have access to those data? I would think they probably would just be on your Safari browser, right? It's a small portion of it. Yeah. And do you have control over your own data? No, we don't have any control over our data. And th this has been like a big question, you know, on people's minds, because I think a lot of interruption that, that people have had this year is what I've, from what I've heard and what I've seen online is that there are certain agendas, certain, certain opinions that people have had this year. And when it's counter what, you know, um, let's say the mainstream media wants to put out there, you know, their accounts, their large accounts, people will build their social media accounts to mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of, you know, followers and they'll have their entire businesses built upon these platforms or these, 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 you know, these little tribes of individuals and we, mm -hmm. and they're just getting deleted. Right. Um, yeah. and they don't own their, they don't own their content. They don't own their, you know, their network of individuals. They don't own any of these things. So, you know, when you started, you, you know, you had your couple exits, um, when it, was it that you started to transition towards this kind of, you know, digits in digital democracy kind of direction? Yeah, that's about three years ago that I, uh, really realized that something go, uh, severely wrong that, we um, our digital world has been comprised of basically two parts of the data. One is intentionally created data, like the video or audio you created. And, but the majority part of your data is actually unstructuralized and unintentionally generated data. This is what we call metadata. Mm -hmm. And for most of the data that you generated and you're supposed to own, that most of the people we neither have access nor have control over those data that we're supposed to own. And these data are creating value every single second, but nobody is harvesting it unless those very few big tech oligopolies. And that's so, why they have control over everything because they, yes. they, have, they have ownership of it. Yes, and that not only compromise our um, privacy, it also compromises our future prosperities because in this economy with the digital dimension that the assets becomes much more and more digital while the intelligence became less and less human. Right. So if yeah. we don't have access and control over our digital assets, then basically we're losing our future. Yeah, because I mean, that is value right there. I mean, I have a great example of this that mm -hmm. just happened um, just last month. You know, we had, I started a yacht charter business. And so, you know, we've had like different groups of individuals, like throw little, you know, parties on the boat. Well, um, while, you know, a couple of girls were getting onto the boat and, you know, there was a bit of a step 
that was between the dock and the boat. Well, the girl, like, you know, I had, I had a whole, you know, a videographer there is filming the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the girl's trying to get on the boat. Well, she misses her step. She falls into the water. Right. So it's, <laughs> you know, this is, this is recorded like on like perfectly. It was like, a, it was like a little, um, it was like a little TikTok. you know, it was like, it was about eight, nine cents, nine seconds long. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect for viral content, right? So it just blew up. It got five million plus views, you know, all over. Uh, and we and she didn't get credit for it, you know. The she's the one that fell, you know. Both girls, and then I didn't, I didn't get credit for it as well, you know. And, and this got massive views. And who's making money off of those views? You know, who's what advertising companies are making money off those views, right? So. Sorry, That's a saying- perfect example. That's a perfect example of the perfect storm that we are brewing at this time, because um, we are generating tremendous amount of data, mm-hmm. which represents tremendous amount of our future prosperities and uh, wealth. The problem is that the creator and the legitimate owner that does not have the control over it. And mm-hmm. what is the problem? That the problem, it is not that you can simply create a website that you can solve the problem. No, because the infrastructure, it is not engineered to protect you and to help you to manage your own digital asset. It is not. If we don't have an alternative tool sets, you're not going to achieve that. It's almost what there for you on. to release it. You know, I feel like if it's designed for you to release your data, release your content, release your rights. Let's call it a coerced surrender or relinquishment. Because when you are downloading or installing a certain internet tools that you need to sign the little thing, it is called the term of use. Mm -hmm. That basically in exchange for temporary convenience or security that you surrender your ownership and control of your digital assets and your future prosperities. I remember that Benjamin Franklin once told us that those who um, trade off your essential liberty for temporary convenience or security, that you deserve none of them. That's what we are doing now, every single second. And um, because the digital world is so complicated and require a lot of research, knowledge, experience, and infrastructure and capital input that it is not something that we can do in the old time that you can buy a gun and protect mm-hmm. your property our second amendment rights it is it needs updating. to be applied everywhere yeah yes we need some digital tool for the yeah. new era to protect our property so is this what alpha ecosystem, ecosystem. does exactly so basically alpha ecosystem it is the infrastructure for it's a second amendment tool for our um, digital rights to protect okay. us. Mm-hmm. I love it. So how exactly does it work? Cause I mean, I, I did download, there's like an app, you can check it out. It's called alpha mm-hmm. browser, right? Mm-hmm. You can download alpha browser and it's essentially, it's a protected browser where you can, um, you know, go in and, and surf the web just like you would normally on your Safari browser. Uh, you know, but there's also kind of a mix where it has social media in there as well. As well. Can you, can yeah, you let me elaborate that? that? Yes. So Alpha Ecosystem, it is an infrastructure that you don't really actually see what it is. 
but we develop tools on top of that. So we use these building modules to build basic or fundamental internet tools, for example, browsers, social media, maps, payment process. These are backbone of the uh, tools that we interact with the digital world. So Alpha Browser is one of the product that we build on top of Alpha ecosystem, that it is a zero digital footprint interactive browser. So you actually leave no digital footprint on the internet by using Alpha Browser. And also that we also publish uh, social media apps called uh, Alva Chat, A-L-V-A Chat. That is cool. a zero digital footprint social media and chat as well. So for example, um, we know there are some chat programs that you can use to sort of protect your privacy, like WhatsApp or Snapchat, mm -hmm. right? But uh, do you remember how do you register for these apps? I mean, you register like just like in any other way, you're signing off your terms and conditions, right? Yes, you need to register your phone number and it has to be an active phone number, right? Mm -hmm. So as long as you register with your phone number, then you are trapped. That is true. Yeah. So, Everything is registered by phone number now. Mm -hmm. So what we are building are a set of tools, like for example, for AlphaChat, that you don't need to register anything, no emails, no phone numbers, that your online identity is completely different or firewall from your true identity that you can really protect your digital democracy and your digital assets. Anything that you publish through a decentralized ecosystem that you can own and make decision on the property rights of your intellectual property. So, you know, I think, you know, just like a lot of people would say in response to this, you know, you probably heard this before, you know, as in like, I don't care if you know, they see what I search. Sometimes I like it when, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm talking about that. I want to get a new couch and couches, you know, pop up on my social media mm -hmm. and show me advertisements, you know, like I have nothing to hide, you know, like I don't care what they, you know, what they see or, you know, if they look at my browsing history, how, how, how do you usually respond to someone like that? Okay. That yeah. Actually people um, have the discretion for our own lives. Uh, you can just let go of something at this time easily and gradually that the oligopolies that just coerce most of the people to give off step by step to your core assets and your future actually. Once that to a certain degree that you are no longer able to sustain the structure that there is no way back you are too deep into the swamp. Hmm. Yeah, so you, might not, you might not care about, oh, uh, I just surrendered my browsing history to them, so what? What's yeah. gonna cost me? But let me put it this way. You know, in 2018, um, there are something phenomenal uh, happened in the history that we had trillion dollar companies. We had four, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. Yeah. And then right next year, the top two came from a trillion dollar company into a two trillion dollar companies. It never happened in the whole human history. Yeah. Of course, they create great human civilizations. But another reason is they just harvest your data 
and coerce you to surrender all these value that to benefit them. And let me put it this way: if the president of the United States can be censored, manipulated, and deceived from the public, blocked from the public, who else still have any expression of freedom? Yeah. Right. I, I don't care who that president is, right? But if the president of this country can be censored, nobody has freedom. Which is pretty crazy. You see that all the time on his Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. everything that he's saying. Not only Twitter, and everywhere, even YouTube, yeah, even Google, and almost all mainstream centralized media and social media. If they can that, shut the president of the United States up. Like they, then they can definitely shut you up, basically. Exactly. So this is how scary the business are. I'm talking strictly about business. If you don't care about the bits and pieces of your information, you don't care about if you can be heard without censorship, then probably we won't have any hope for democracy in the future. How do we how do we start to kind of get this mass adoption of you know importance of privacy, you know, for people? Because I think that they just the majority of people have that attitude of I just don't care. I'm going to continue to use. Yeah, people are swimming in the warm water just like frogs swimming in a big warm soup, and eventually we're going to turn into a frog soup. Yeah, frog stew. Um, actually, taking action is very very simple. Two things. One, adopt alternatives.、Mm-hmm. Adopt decentralized and pro-democracy internet tools. Something like what we are building, and there are something other、um, projects they are、uh, working on. Second, stop using the centralized media and social media because whatever they provide you is an option, and whatever. The pro-democracy, digital democracy providers provide you is also an alternative.、Mm-hmm. It's just you choose the more convenient one, or the one that you are used to, or you choose the one that gives you the opportunity for your future and your next generation's future. It is、yeah. a choice. It is definitely a choice, and and, and people, you know, and you know, people that are like this is. People don't change unless it's unless there's usually pain or there's a massive amounts of incentive, right? Chances are when you realize that it's already too late, and people don't think it's already too late. Maybe they're starting to realize it because of the pandemic and because of everything that's going on. I think you know YouTube, Google, Twitter, Instagram—they all like collectively just decided, you know, with Facebook and Zuckerberg to put all of the.、Um, Just maybe just to put all they had all of the,、uh, the 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 restrictions and、um, you know they had their handcuffs ready you know、mm-hmm. for years and they just decided to clamp down in 2020 and let everyone know that like we own you and you don't get to say whatever you want.、Um, You know, is, do you think that this year is kind of like that awakening moment that will help people realize that okay, I need to make some changes. I believe this is definitely one of the awakening moment, and a lot of people、uh, are frustrating,、uh, are disoriented at this time.、Uh, most of the people been knocked down 
by the unprecedented events and still try to seek through the situation, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the advocate of digital democracy, we have foreseen this a few years ago, and we have been building the infrastructure to uh, prepare for the alternative that what we want to um, tell the fellow citizens around us is uh, it is time to take action. Quit big media, quit centralized internet, adopt decentralized ones. Although it's small, um, I believe most of the intention of the technology companies are are good, are benign, just like Google. Mm -hmm. The slogan used to be do no evil. And now they are part of the evil. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Right? <laughs> so it is very, very important to look at the nature and the infrastructure of uh, the technology or the well, tools. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Yes. So um, it, it's very important that we do need to have alternatives. Mm-hmm. That this is the core, um, core spirit of our democracy. You need to check and balance. Definitely. You know, and I think these are really, really, those are both primary great things that, you know, I, uh, both alpha chat and alpha browser, uh, are both phenomenal, uh, pieces there to kind of help people disconnect, uh, and start to control their data more, uh, than they would previously in a very, very easy and simple way. Uh, you know, so, you know, how do, how do people kind of, uh, kind of get a hold of, uh, like, you know, alpha browser, how do they, how do they, how do they download and start it? How do they convert from okay. getting on social media and addiction, the social media mm-hmm. addiction, right. And then kind of maybe send people over to alpha browser and how would that kind of look? How would that dictate? How, how would that process look? Um, that's very simple. Uh, first of all, social media, it is a new way of living. Uh, social media itself uh, is, is innocent. It is how you use social media and the hands behind the social media. It is the problem. So uh, Alpha Chat itself, it is a social chat. Alpha Browser, it is an interactive browser. So um, it's very simple. You just go to App Store, both Android and um, Apple App Store, check for Alpha Browser or Alpha Chat, you will get it. Or just simply go to our website, alphachat.com and atktechnologies.com, then you can find it. Um, I will say that um, to go from the centralized um, technology to a decentralized alternative, um, it does not change the function. And actually, it gives you more benefits. It not only protects your privacy, but we're going to establish the digital assets trading possibility like the digital assets that you're supposed to own, but you don't have access um, and you don't have control over it. Mm-hmm. But through Alpha Browser or Alpha Chat, this ecosystem, you can actually own your digital assets and you can trade for benefits. Yeah, what are the financial benefits? benefits. Talk about with the token. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you talk about that token with cryptocurrency? Is that still active? Um, that is something that we do preparation because of the legal issues that we are not uh, publicly promoting it because there are a long legal establishment needs to go. But what we go from the entrepreneurial 
a route. It is to provide the tool for people to be able to enjoy the internet, to do the social uh, networking through a protective and decent way and provide a benevolent uh, ecosystem for us to enjoy the internet and um, social media. It's kind of like bringing social media and browsing back to its like original intention, you know, yes. where it wasn't previously abused. I, and I always remind myself of like, there was this kind of situation reminds me of my first exposure to social media was when one of my local town buddies created a social media site and all of my friends got on it and we loved going on it and just chatting with one another and posting random pictures. Right. And this was like way, this is around, you know, the inception of face, Facebook. And I just remember like, that was such a cool thing. And um, so this kind of reminds me of that, you know, when, when you first got on Facebook or you first got on, you know, the internet and you're like, wow, look at all these amazing possibilities. It's very similar to that. And there's no, you know, weird corruption of some sort that you feel like they're... People were not that sophisticated at the time and people were not knowing the power and the value of uh, data at that time. Because uh, as I mentioned, that digitalization has been irreversibly changed our life and that change is fundamental. Um, It it, it just adds a whole new dimension into our lives. And now we are migrating towards um, the, the, the new phase of, of our social life, which is by large uh, greatly depend on the digital dimension. It is not a nice to have part. It is an inevitable. It is the core part of our social fabric now. Yeah, pretty much everything. Everything's digital. We're not going to go to offices, not going to go anywhere. You just do, every, do everything online. So definitely makes sense you know controlling your data controlling everything you know as much as more as much as possible is is more important than ever uh you know a couple of last things that I, I would like to talk about mm-hmm. um you know that i think are are pretty important um you know with with this whole you know transfer of i guess it seems like it's like a transition into this whole new world uh you know, what, what do you think are like the, the things that we should focus on the most, uh, you know, right now going into this, like 2021, there's a lot of fear going on. There's a lot of, uh, you know, skepticism on, on what's happening. Uh, so what do you think, what do you think right now, uh, we should be focusing on, uh, in regards to privacy? Uh, is it just primarily just checking out alpha? Is there some other things that we can maybe attribute or add on to that as well? Um, I'll share my uh, thought with with you and uh, with our fellow audience. Um, First is to think of that our digital assets as your cash, as your gold bar. It is as equal, if not more important than those physical goods because our future prosperity is depending on that. Mm -hmm. Second thought is what tools do you have in hand other than Chrome, or Safari, what are the more benevolent browser you have other than Facebook or Instagram or TikTok? Should what we kind I of mean, social media? Everyone should just essentially delete these apps like Instagram, Facebook. I'll say it's like um, removing these. They need to change. Okay. I, 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 I won't say they are, they are pure evil. Yeah. It is we give them too much of the power and let them be complacent. Yeah. And if people have different alternatives 
And if you don't provide me with the legitimate rights that I'm supposed to own, then I'm not going to use you. Mm-hmm. And this is our American spirit. I am a free citizen. I have my liberty. If you want to take away my liberty, hell no. I'm not going to let this happen. So by providing alternative, is we as the entrepreneur or technology person that we need to do. But for individual citizens, what we need to do is be conscious and keep our available our options and our weapons available in our hand to ready to defend our our basic rights. A combination of like researching and understanding what exactly you're using it for and what you're doing. Yes. And then also, you know, things that you feel are, you know, maybe more important information that you're, you know, uh, searching for your, or you're releasing, you know, that you ensure that you do it in protective manners uh, to ensure that you're not, you know, giving this information to entities that you really don't want. So um, all really, yeah, really actually, uh, one more thing is I would say uh, most of the people that who hasn't experienced the despotism or the, the totalitarian uh, environment that uh, people don't realize that how dangerous it is and what the trajectory is going to slip into the evil so fast that um, democracy can really ruin it in one generation. Maybe you can expand on that. So one of the things that yes. maybe a lot of people don't know is like social credit. In yes. China. Can you talk about that and how that's related to maybe this privacy? And I think not. Um, so let me give you an example. I believe you have experienced that during this pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So during the lockdown, during the stay home order that you might have encountered that a lot of people just put on those unauthorized authority on themselves. When you go to the hospital, when you go to the post office, when you go to any public institutions that you've been ordered to stand in the line at a certain spot, don't move. Mm-hmm. Don't move until I ask you. I told you to do so. I smell despotism. This is what actually happened in the human nature when you that begin to taste the, the sweetness, a little bit sweetness of power, which that in this country that we enjoy our freedom, we have the mutual respect and why we need to stay at home and why we need to confiscate our democracy and surrender it to a certain authority which does not have the authorization from the people mm-hmm. legally. So this is a very dangerous trend. And also on the internet, who give those big techs the right to censor so-called fact chat for the official documents from the White House? Yeah. <laughs> who give them the authority to, of course, they can do that, Yeah. right? And when they colluded most of the social media and the mainstream uh, mass media, they can do that. But when they tell you the same voice and use the algorithm to pour the same voice to you that makes you believe this is the fact, actually this is manufactured and manipulated information. That's very, very dangerous. And That's what we call with propaganda. That it, right. I think it's there's a there's a there's a piece of that that people a lot of people are not maybe maybe thinking through, you know, mm-hmm. when they're sharing a piece of content that is fact checked 
and they know it's fact-checked and they continue to share it because they believe it to be true, even though it clearly says that it's false. And now we have these kind of viral things that are going around that are still going viral, still being shared, even though it says they're fact-checked, right? So, I mean, do you think they're going to be using that data of these certain individuals that are kind of going against, you know, the grain here um, and maybe, you know, going after these individuals eventually or blocking their accounts or doing things like that? Is that kind of the social oppression that they're going to be doing, utilizing social media and, and, and that kind of stuff? That has been taking place in uh, Soviet Union, mm-hmm. in China, in North Korea for decades. And that's how the persecution, political persecution began. And that's how it's going to end up with a despotism in those places. Um, yes, information, it is the most important thing that a democratic society can enjoy. When we don't have the watchdog, and when the watchdog became part of the attacking dog, then we are facing severe problem. Yes. So before it really (laughs) goes to the inevitable abyss that we really need to adopt an alternative platform because currently we still don't have the law to legitimize their position. Mm -hmm. And we still have the opportunity that we still have the rights to choose what we want to choose. But if we really one day goes to the direction that in like in China, you don't have the option to choose anything that in the public, that you have to praise a certain power, a certain authority. That is the problem. Yeah. And it's and by that time. That is, that is becoming America very, very soon. Um, you know, so, you know, you've had, you've, you, everything that you stand for is, is quite phenomenal. Uh, you know, in, in, I think what you've also developed uh, is, is really, really uh, applicable, you know, for 2020 and, you know, the large challenges that we're facing, you know, as a, I guess as an entire global unit right now. Um, so uh, I'm curious, like, what are some of the things that you would need um, from maybe our audience or, or anything mm-hmm. else to be able to advance this, uh, this, this direction? Sure. Great. Um, uh, Call to action. The first is to establish the concept of digital democracy. We want to become a digital citizen, not a digital slave. Second, adopt the alternatives, beginning from Alpha Browser and Alpha Chat. That's very, very simple. It doesn't cost you anything. It actually gives you a lot of freedom. It not only can do everything that the other browsers and social media can do, it can also enable you to do a lot of things that other tools that cannot do. It just doesn't have that brand name and the big budget yet, but hey, this is what we Americans are for. We are free citizens. And you got a lot of, we have a, we have a lot of uh, phenomenal like philanthropists and, and entrepreneurs and investors and different people, um, you know, that would be highly interested in what you're, what you're working on. So, you know, if anyone's, you know, wanting to reach out uh, to Wallace, go ahead and, uh, you know, shoot him an email or go to LinkedIn. What's your preferred, you know, <laughs> I guess your preferred method of, uh, of contacting, you know, you're very specific in the way that you, uh, 
you to divulge information. So how do people get a hold of you? Okay, very simple. If you install AlvaChat, my username is Wally. I'm in the Hangout session. Or simply use traditional way, email. Reach out pr at wemake.cloud. That's very simple. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Wallace. I, you know, everything that you shared about Alpha Ecosystem, I'm excited for the future of it. Uh, you know, you're in San Diego. So, you know, I love San Diego entrepreneurs. They're some of the best people out there. And, uh, you know, I really hope that, you know, you continue to grow this direction. I wish you all the, all the, all the best. Uh, and I'm, continue, I'm hoping that you continue to scale and grow this, grow this thing moving forward and that we can make a huge impact. Um, you know, and change the way that, you know, people are uh, protecting their privacy uh, and, you know, create that digital democracy that, that we see in the future. So thank you so much for being on the show and, uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.